Welcome to episode 99 of Not Politically Correct. What is going down? It's the homie that's never really here for the podcast, but decided to show up for 99. <laughs> T.S., a.k.a. C. Nova. You know I gotcha, a.k.a. Hey Kahoot, a.k.a. Mexican Raiden, a.k.a. E.D.E., a.k.a. The Wonton Don, a.k.a. Quentin Quarantino. And you can find me on Twitter at Cnova KPZ. What's happening, McCoy? It's your boy, Rick McCoy, a.k.a. Mr. What It Do, a.k.a. Young Flash God, a.k.a. No Cap Charlie, a.k.a. Smooth Job Johnny, a.k.a. Dope Dub Danny, a.k.a. FBI Mike, a.k.a. Hip Hop Harry, a.k.a. Hallway Jones, because your bitch had a ringtone in 07, and I'm pretty sure it was me. You can find me <laughs> at uh, Twitter, Rick McCoy KPZ. You can find me on uh, Snapchat here and there at Rick McCoy Rebel. You dig what I'm talking about? And that's how I can get down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Get yeah, into fuck it, your shit. <laughs> uh, Cody. Oh yeah. Oh hey, it's Cody. Well, I see the recording everything. No, nah, I seen the little goddamn balloon song you were singing for the, like the last three minutes and shit in no, German. No, Cody Rick, CD recording everything. Fucking hard, my AKs. Fuck it. What's up, Russell? <laughs> I regret asking him to do that. I'm sorry. <laughs> you went from German to Mexican at the end. <laughs> my salsa. Look at that. Look at that. Think of this. Call my salsa. It just sounded real Mexican. My salsa. Like thunder, I didn't add the ole. <laughs> Russ, the barman, a.k.a. Teddy Russ, a.k.a. Smooth Figures, a.k.a. Kid Universal, a.k.a. The Progenitor, a.k.a. School Wars Q, a.k.a. Russ the Bus. And you can find me, man, on uh, <laughs> Chattiest of Snaps, ask Chattiest Snap Chattiest. Lean on like a Chulo. At Candid Tupidity. C-M-N-D-I-D. C-U-P-I-D-I-D. You sound like, um, was it Tally? No. <laughs> on um, South Park. South Park. Oh, totally. Hey, my boy, you want to do some drugs? Absolutely. Um, <laughs> no. And just so you. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! I got it. <laughs> you want to do this one, Cody? Keep sounding funky town. Those are the numbers. Those are the yeah, Those are the numbers. Those are the numbers he wrote. I'm on short time. Right. Just so you guys know, we are uh, also on Facebook. We have a Facebook group, Not Politically Correct Podcast, which you can join and you can be a part of all the rigmarole that, you know, we go through and we do. Um, we have a Facebook page, NPC Podcast, which you could like because I guess that's important to some people. Uh, we are on Twitter at Not PC Podcast, you know, so you can get on there and follow us there. Uh, and we are on anything that you can listen to stuff to, including SoundCloud, the podcast app on your iPhone for you lovely iPhone users, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Play, anything. Just go in there, type in Not Politically Correct Podcast. You can listen to us. You can like us. You can rate us. You can leave a comment and do all that little cool, smooth, jazzy shit that you motherfuckers be doing on the internet. You dig what I'm talking about? Straight like that. You dig? But without further ado, it is time for Spick Ricky, Spick Rick Rick, Whoa, Spick Ricky, Rick, Spick Rick, Whoa, Spick. Sports. Aaron Rodgers helps launch new website. Whoa, 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 sports database. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Pause. What's wrong? Do you need a towel? Yes. I don't. I don't think that was your cue. It's time for Spigot Rick Sport. Not fuck the story. Spigot Rick. 
Terry, you fucked up story of the <laughs> Okay. Aaron Rodgers helps launch a new website. <laughs> Online sports database. OSDB, oddly close to ODB, so shout out to Dog. <laughs> designed to <laughs> whole dirty sports database. <laughs> <laughs> designed to be sports version of TV movie site IMDB, where you can find stats, breaking news, human in- interest stories, and oh, personal weird. information on your favorite athlete. <laughs> so damn near Wikipedia. Wow, this well, that's kind of. Or IMDb. Right, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, little like ESPN like they, like they compared it to in the actual article. <laughs> it. Right, but it's like another thing though, like it's like porn. <laughs> though, it's, like, um, it's like an encyclopedia. Right, exactly. Online. Right, it's like a map where you find people and shit on that motherfucker. Why the hell would you cite the source that you're biting information from? <laughs> <laughs> So they can't sue. They're like, well, yeah. but we included you. We cited you know, your sources. Right. Super big in Germany where they have that balloon song. Right. Right. Germany has uh, European football, or as we call it, soccer. And in a stunning <laughs> U-turn, Chelsea, which is not German, uh, begins a process of pulling out a proposed European Super League. What that means is top 12 teams in Europe want to make a competition for themselves where they don't have to qualify and just play between themselves. <laughs> That's what she said. Uh, in <laughs> turn, being told <laughs> they would be playing between play between themselves. Go ahead. Like, go, you got it. You got it. Okay. In turn, being told they would be banished from the leagues they play in now. So they would be excluded from the domestic league they play in. The Champions League, Europa League, plus the International World Cup and Euro tournaments. Also, they can play in this Super League. All for the money and the fans haven't been thought about. Thank you, Camille from Tech Foul Podcast and UK Bucks on Twitter for the explanation. T.S. Well, I was curious about the soccer oh, thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, how would you guys feel if our NFL, like... Uh, NFC East or something like that decided, well, we're only going to play football with each other and we're going to exclude the rest of the nation from playing with us because we're elite. How do you think that would change the NFL? I, I don't. Are any I of us like, really big soccer fans like that to comment on this? Well, well I don't think us, no, but I, I just feel like it's like in comparison, it's like it's, it's there's some team NFL teams that are like, we want to be in the XFL, for example, and they're like, okay, but then you can't participate in the NFL like that, you know? Well, my my thing would be this, um, and I don't know enough about the uh, European football, <laughs> football. I don't know enough about that to Olé. to comment on how <laughs> el- el- elite the teams are. But see, T.S., what you just said, you said NFC East. Now, I'm not c- quite sure who's in the NFC East exactly, but I feel like of those four teams, maybe only one is probably elite, maybe two. So, so... My thing is this, if, like, the Patriots, when they had Tom Brady, the Packers, you know, who are some other, like, top teams in the, in the NFL right now? Like, uh, 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 Kansas, you know what I mean? Okay, well, say that NFC just decided to split from the AFC. Because now, now we don't have just four teams to look at. Now we have the whole yeah. East Coast. If it's the elite teams, I would be pissed because I'm like, I don't want to watch the playoffs all year. I want to, like, get some regular games, and I want to get some... I want to see if the little guy can become the underdog. It would be for me, for me, it would be less than stellar because part of my whole thing <laughs> is just being able to root for the motherfucker that's like, 
you are pretty good, but nobody realizes it. You know what I mean? So if you take all the quote-unquote elite teams and you move them to a separate league, to me, then you're not really competing because they're good people on those. I definitely get that mentality. I know that you're an underdog fan, but also on the flip side, it's like you want to take all, like if all the best teams are fighting against each other, it's like Titans versus Titans, not Tennessee Titans, but like, you know, <laughs> I was gonna say that. kind of thing, like, <laughs> you know. Yeah, no, I get that. And that's another thing, too, where you're in those, there's so many different leagues over there. You know, in in America, one NFL. We don't really take the XFL serious. Let's be be honest for a second, right? right? If you want to play football professionally, you play in the NFL. You want to play basketball professionally, you play in the NBA. You know, you want to you, you play baseball professionally, you play in the MLB. It's like the top tier goal. Right. So over there, though, it looks like there are like four different leagues. You can, if you play soccer, you can play in this league, or you can play in this league, you can play in this league. So really, damn I mean, they're also their leagues are also kind of more complex too, and with money and I want to say divisions, but like it gets a lot more complicated than what we're used to with right. like minor league, major league stuff like that. And they're playing country to country, right? Like, like they're not playing cities like. So, like, these leagues are European leagues. So, you can be from Germany and have a team. You can be from UK, have a team. You know, like like that, right? Um, both. Both. There's okay. a lot of so there's... leagues in England. Or, I mean, are you saying leagues or teams? Leagues. Teams, right? leagues. So, the leagues. leagues the leagues encompass the entire continent. If I'm these, if I'm... A league of their own is a movie. Speaking of movies, no. <laughs> Charles? So, so, Cody doesn't... Charles... <laughs> So Cody doesn't know. We'll ask Charles in our. Um, yeah, I think he's the Chelsea fan, unless he's the other, like cobalt blue team colored fan. What is right. <laughs> Manchester City. I think it's Chelsea. Yeah, he's a Chelsea. Fan. His salsa. Look out for his neck. Think of what it's called. Sorry. Um, so no, I just I just think that it. In a way, in a way, I'm like, damn, you can't do. It. But in a way, I'm also like, damn, well. Um, I damn well. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm dead. like it does kind of like after thinking about it for a little bit more it does kind of make sense that you would want to put the best against the best so if you got these yeah because that would be called the professional league right so yeah for sure this is just the difference between the the amateurs or whatever b league being separated from the nfl everybody doesn't make it to the nfl and the ones that don't they play with the, the G people that wish they were in the yeah the g league and whatnot yo he's right he's basketball right. So it sounds right, like yeah, well, you're you just know you know. becoming a more elite sport. And I don't think they're only exclusive. So if another team was like, hey, we want to join your league, they probably have to prove that they have the stats and the ability to join that league and probably the funding and blah, blah, blah. So they're just creating another more elite league. To me, it just seems like a rec league with a lot of sponsors. That's Which would I make it a actual league. Right, well, <laughs> league, rec, league, league. Like I'm not denying that, but it's just like I don't, I can't take it seriously. You can't, but the fun fuckers that's in this league <laughs> take it hell. Oh, yeah, because they're just getting sponsors. Like it just seems like you know you want to sign up, sign up, and then you know head and shoulders, you know? <laughs> knees and toes, literally. With oh the... my, pause. Yes. So how is that different than just a regular league? A regular league has sponsors and stuff. 
because mm. a regular league they they don't have Gatorade. Um, you get a job or a position based on your qualifications. It's not just like you know these are already soccer players. They already have jobs, and they're just gonna be like, well, yeah, but we want to get a better job, more money. You know, I don't think it's no. I'm it's not okay. I don't know how to better explain it. St, you gotta talk about the Olympics. I guess. All right. So this is confusing. This is your country, isn't it? Huh? Oh, so this yeah. is your country, isn't it? Stop Asian hate. Yeah, it is, actually. <laughs> Athletes who make political or social justice protests... I'm sorry, this sentence is weird. Athletes who make <laughs> political or social justice... Athletes who have anything to say about... Um, political, political or social crap. justice protests. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for reading the English. At the Tokyo <laughs> Olympics <laughs> promised legal support oh, Tokyo, by the right? union. Okay. Yeah, that was easier to say. Tokyo. Yeah, I mean, look, the point of that sentence was athletes are going to be um, sponsored or supported by a global union. They're going to get legal support if they have any political things to say or represent flags to wave and stuff like that. So I guess they're going to be protected legally. Now, I don't know if they were legally protected before. Well, maybe it differs... Per country, so if they were, if the Olympics were here in the U.S., you have freedom of speech, so you would be protected by um, the First Amendment. Would that apply to everybody in the country? Is everybody in our country protected by the First Amendment, or are only the citizens protected by the First Amendment? I would think the citizens, but also not even the citizens are protected. Right, Right, but also this is different because it has nothing to do with like. I mean, I'm not saying nothing to do, but if this, if the Olympics were in America, it's still like there's a difference between the, the federal laws and the Olympic rules and stuff like that, you know? Oh, right, because like UN and is outside of the United States necessarily. Because like shut up and dribble kind of thing, right? No, I'm just I mean, honestly, yeah. honestly, for the Olympics, yes, yes, right. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying I agree with that, but I'm saying because it's worldwide, so it can be different. Yeah, and. I guess Asian countries, especially like Korea, no, you would <laughs> a know. lot more stringent on things being said, shown about any one particular entity or people and stuff like that. So maybe they, I don't know when the global union was created, but it has to be a more newer thing for them to announce it about the Olympics this year. If the Olympics even take off, I, it's supposed to be this year, but. I mean, what are the odds that it actually happens? Maybe they're going to be more confident because of uh, the vaccines and stuff that are happening. What do you guys think? They're not going to let us join this year. They're going to be like, hey, everybody can can fuck with us this year, but hey, um, y'all? <clears throat> nah, y'all good. Y'all stay with us. Well, you. yeah, there's still travel restrictions and stuff across mm-hmm. multiple countries. So yeah. are they going to temporarily, temporarily relieve that or are only athletes going to be able to travel around? How, how do you do that? I'm, I'm pretty sure there's some type of, uh, I don't want to call it funneling, but um, uh, filterization to where um, the people who need to go where they need to go would have some type of special um, what's the clearance in order to get to where they need to go, but it, it would have to be approved um, Fun- at, at the government level, basically. So Funneling. Um, funneling is what he wanted to say, everyone. Funneling. But um, if they're going to make this happen, you you already know that they're going to have some um, protocols and, and regulations in place to make it happen as quote unquote safely as they can. 
Right. Where do you guys know? I'm look up. Do you remember John Carlos, the Olympian, Olympian that held his fist in the air? Okay. I'm um, just trying to, trying to look up where the, that where the Olympics were held. No, John Carlos. This was like I think in the '60s. I could be wrong. Right, I thought it was Jesse Owens, but all right. There was a couple, but he was like John when he gets, was the main one. When he get, um, when he, when he gets Hitler? Huh? You talking about the one where he held a twist after they beat Germany when Germany was talking all that shit? Was it Germany? I'm I'm gonna put in a picture. John Wesley shit. Carlos is an American former track and field athlete and professional football player. He was the bronze medal winner in the 200 meters at the 1968 Summer Olympics, and his Black Power salute on the podium with Tommy Smith caused much political controversy. Mexico City. Okay. I wanted to look at where the Olympics were held then. Okay. okay um, yeah, Jesse Owens is, is before that. <laughs> 1936. All right. Okay, that's fine. Uh, and <laughs> Whatever. Cool. So, I feel it. I just feel like that's... You know, no, I thought they were around the same time. That's why I was, I was like, confused. But, yeah, no, John Carlos, you were saying... Yeah, because that was, like, a lot of huge controversy, too. And I'm just trying to think about, like, how this relates into, like, the Olympics and then, like, where they are and how it was handled and stuff like that, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, even Muhammad Ali, I guess, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so I I don't know how much the Global Union can protect any one person from speaking out about political injustices, but good luck. Good mm-hmm. luck. On a brighter note, USA gymnast, gymnastics star Simone Biles, the Simone Biles, is is joining Athleta, a deal that includes clothing and sponsoring post-Olympics tour. Okay, cool, 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 cool. cool. That's what's up. Simone Speaking of females and such. (laughs) Speaking of females, speaking of titties. (laughs) Um, speaking speaking of the music, um, so yes, speaking of females, and so, well, before we even go, speaking of females and such, before we even go to the females, um, I do want to give a shout out and a, a, a big RIP right now, right, right away to um, legendary uh, rap rapper, producer. Artist extraordinaire Shock G, um, of Digital Underground fame, he died literally uh, forty-eight hours ago, um, Thursday evening. Um, he was pronounced dead at the age of fifty-seven. <clears throat> and in the last two weeks, man, we've lost uh, DMX, Black Rob, and Shock G. So, I mean, it's been an interesting, interesting two weeks, man. Shout out, R.I.P. to those brothers, man. Shout out to those brothers and. And man, um, yeah, just I don't, uh, I don't know what to say about that other than I'm extremely shocked only because it's Shock G, like the one who put the sadness. No pun intended. <laughs> um, right, like uh, without him, we don't get Tupac Shakur. And I think that's, I mean, not to say that's just the greatest accomplishment to what he did for music because he was a great musician. Like nigga played piano, nigga actually played instruments. Like he was like, you know, he made some of the best. So so. So many tears by Tupac. Doom, doom, doom. Yeah. One of my favorite Tupac beats. He made that. He made Brenda's Got a Baby. Like he made a lot of the shit that he made. I get around. Like, 
still find what the underground when we come. Step up, step, step up. Like Shock G was really on it, man. And um, again with he he also for those of you who don't know was uh the lead in Digital Underground, which made uh he basically had Humpty Hump the character. So they had the Humpty dance and all that said all around the world, same song, which was the first time we heard Tupac rap. When you come around, when they come around with the underground, all that shit. So, um, man, it's just it's 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 crazy that he's uh he's out of here, but um. You know, R.I.P. Shock G. But to transition to a more positive note on music, man. Well, we can still celebrate, dude, because he he accomplished a lot of stuff. He definitely did. We he can, did. That was, I guess, be kind of sad that he's gone, but he's accomplished so much while he was here that right. we should celebrate. It should be a point of, I guess, happiness and everything. Not that celebrating that he's gone but we can still celebrate his life you know good times. come on exactly thanks Tali. Right. <laughs> um, music so um, do me baby do it all, okay, huh? <laughs> oh, oh, do it. so now nah, uh we you know we do hey, we're fat girl come here are you ticklish hey <laughs> <laughs> No, because I'm about to ruin G head ass nigga. Um, <laughs> man, it's it's it's, it's I, I don't know. For me, like, you know, it's crazy. I, I keep talking about the I keep saying this, but you know, anybody who knows me, these three guys on this pod know me, you know. If you're an actual listener, you've probably picked up on I heard it. I know of Right, exactly. I heard his name and shit. His real one looking at. It. Um <laughs> get it because I you're said real it. one. Get it real T S caught it. Anywho, I um so throughout my history, you guys like like no, I I often talk about feeling old and getting old and yada yada, and this these past two weeks has been has been really rough for me in that manner because I'm coming to groups with my mortality because of the fact that these are the people that I grew up. It's not like when you were like when I was like a teenager, early twenties, and they were like Muhammad Ali died, right? Mm-hmm. It was like, damn, Muhammad Ali. But it was like, I quickly moved on from it because he wasn't one of the people I grew up watching or seeing. Because you weren't the greatest. <laughs> he wasn't the greatest. Looking at it. He wasn't one of the people that I grew up, you know what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't one of those things that connected with shit that I had seen or listened to and things of that nature. The last three weeks, of course I know who DMX Like, first of all, just real quick, I never stopped listening to DMX. I know I said this on the episode we talked about DMX, but I never stopped listening to DMX. Other people did, but at least twice a week I play How's It Going Down, one of my favorite, one of my favorite hip-hop songs. Um, so I never stopped listening to DMX. And when DMX died, I was like, damn, DMX. And then Black Rob died. I often like rap whoa or 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 rap verses from um Bad Boys for Life or um Make this money. Hey, take this money. Ain't no way you could take this from me. You know what I'm saying? Like, so Black Rob's versus, I mean, he's South Soprano. We're all monster down. Like, all, like his shit is in the back of my head all often. So then he dies. And Shock G. Dog, y'all know how much I listen to. If, if you've been listening, you know how much I listen to Tupac. And I get around. And first of all, my favorite Tupac song, one of my favorite top three Tupac songs is um, so many tears, because that because of the saxophone and all the horns and the shit, like Shock G definitely produces ass off. I get around is often in rotation. Like I'm Shock G, 
the one who put the satin on your panties. Never knew a hooker that could share me. What's up, love? How you doing? Well, I've been hanging, singing, trying to do my thing. Oh, you heard it out? Like, this, these are things that are embedded into my fabric. And so when these three, these three people died in the last two weeks, it's been really odd for me because I'm like, this makes me feel oh, this makes me feel like I'm definitely out of my element. I'm, I'm definitely on the other end of shit, if that makes any sense. Like, I'm losing people who I'm like, who I studied or who I watched or who I like gained shit from, from rap and shit. So, um, shout out Shock G and, and, and DMX and Black Robin and all them motherfuckers, you know, that, that we've been losing these last few weeks because it's, it's crazy, man. It's like, we definitely at that point where it's like, okay, we're on, we're on phase two of life. You know what I'm saying? So, I've been having to come to grips with that. I just kind of let that out on the pod, but that's what's going on. So, so you're the Grim Reaper, and you're slowly the. I mean, you're you're the biggest connection between all these guys. <laughs> I'm the biggest it's not connection. Not coincidence. <laughs> not rap. Yeah. Dr. Manhattan. What the fuck? Yeah. If, I mean, I appreciate if you guys that. haven't noticed, all the people that I've really been mentioning and listening to in the last couple of years have all mysteriously gone away. We're gonna notice that McCoy is wow. This is this he's is like to play it off like he's sad about it, so the it's not pegged on him. <laughs> right, but he's gonna come up on a couple million dollars out of nowhere and a signed contract with Dr. Dre somehow. Why would see? This is why Tia's got to go back to fishing, bro. This is why you gonna be on bullshit. Why would you come with that? Why would why would you come with that, bro? Like I don't understand. I don't understand. <laughs> we don't understand either. Why not? <laughs> Why? Yeah, fuck, dog, bro. He on Why you always kill What? Wow. That's how you feel? No. I would name this episode I Killed DMX, but I just feel like that's not. Ooh. I just no. like how it was like. I killed Black Rob. No, females, I killed Here's a bunch of rappers who died. <laughs> because females are fucking deadly behind the mic. And so, what we're going to talk about today, you know what I'm talking about? Is female counterparts. See, a lot of times. And that's her time, me, Russell. Me, <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Whitey. All right, listen. So, so what we, so what we, have, so to Whitey. Um, so we have a a lot of okay. So over the last five years, I've often said this. Another thing I've said on this pod is that female rappers are ruling. Female rappers are in the greatest MCs of the last five years. They rap better than all the niggas. They their punchlines are better than all. The, I mean, I mean. If we're talking about ratio to good female of good female rappers to good male rappers, female rappers are so much better to me, in my opinion. They actually be rapping. Some have attributed to their being them being in the background through all of hip hop. Some have attributed to you know them needing to work harder to get the type of recognition that male rappers get. But whatever the case, it's working because they are you know pretty pretty damn good. And I know we've talked about that before, but there was a t- there was a tweet, and then also Russell dropped it in our group chat. I'm gonna get I'm gonna give this topic today to Russell because he dropped it in the group chat, and he said female rappers and their he was like, what about talking about female rappers and their and or and their counterparts or their male counterparts or male counterparts male rappers and their female counterparts? Like who who could you compare? Who could we compare to equal or be? The same representation of this person in rap, and you can do it on so many levels because you can do it on record sales, you can do it on style and ability, you can do it on impact to the culture. There are a couple of different categories, but I'm gonna just give you all some of the shit that I got today. And of course, my my list is in the finalized list. I'm not the rap god, 
that would be Eminem. Hey, that. I'm not the rap guy, but like, I do think that these comparisons make a little sense. And if y'all, after y'all hear this, if y'all want to comment and you know give us some of your thoughts, we appreciate that too. So I start, I start this list off really quick with Fifty Cent, and his rap counterpart to me being Young and May. That's what I was gonna say. Uh, see, look. Oh, see, look. It's already making sense. It's already making yeah, sense. Because they look alike. And I, <laughs> huh? in New York. No, right. And I and I say this because of style and the realm of which they they rap. So, um, both are New York rappers, right? Both have like street tales and their delivery. There is almost a way that Young and May holds her mouth closed at times when she raps with a slur to her words, which is very similar to Fifty Cent when he raps post being shot nine times. There's a draw that she has that the ooh, not during being shot. And I'm gonna me like like she keeps her mouth. Not she don't always open her mouth wide. Pause for to deliver <laughs> to deliver the the rhymes and shit. There's a draw that she has that is heard in both both of them. She also says that Fifty Cent, aka Curtis Jackson, is was her inspiration and her favorite rapper. So when you listen to these two rappers, you know, doing their thing, man, you kind of often get the sense that they both kind of are on the same, they're in the same realm, they're doing the same shit, you feel what I'm saying? Like, her, her, like, how she tells her stories and what she's doing is definitely similar to what 50 Cent was on when he was, you know, um, at the height of being 50 Cent, so... So I think Fifty Cent and Young and May equal each other, but but again, these are just these are just pointing out because somebody said that rapper like there's not they said we hear a lot of like female rappers that are good, but they in the same they're the same type, you know. They said that they're not they're they're all Foxy Brown, Lil Kim, they all on some you know sex sexualized shit. He was like, where are the the female Nas's and the female Fifty Cents and the female Jay Z's and the female Biggies and yada yada. So, so. I, I think that's more 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 now because the style of rap, um, especially for females, for what it's selling, was was different um, back in the two thousands, the nineties, and the eighties. Yeah. Um, so I think that's more of a complaint for now. Right, I, and I. I agree. I feel like people don't give enough credit to the early rap ladies. You know what I'm saying? The early rap legends who started rap. Like, some of the first females, um, the early female rappers, you know, they have their sex appeal, but they were, like, spitters. And they were, like, real, like, mm-hmm. you know, they were, like, they could hang with all the... Oh, my God. Cody, come on, man. <laughs> they, <laughs> they could hang with all of the, 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 the male MCs on, on the mic. You know what I'm saying? It's like, they were, like, not to be fucked with, you know, from MC Light to Salt and Pepper to, you know, Queen Latifah, who we're going to talk about in a minute, you know what I'm talking about? So, um, but yes, I think, I do think that there's, rap today is at a certain point where it is like, you know, certain things sell, things of that nature, and you know, we got the Doja Cats and the Mega The Stallions and, you know, titties and ass and everything bouncing everywhere and, you know, but, but they're also rhyming. They're also rhyming and that's the one thing you can't take away from them, you know, and I think it's in a, um, and forgive me if this sounds like misogynistic or sexy, but I think it's in a female's nature to want to be sexy. I think on some natural, on some natural shit, you know. I mean, you use you you talk about and use what weapons you have, right? So for for men, it's more uh, the guns and the fighting, but women aren't really like seen in that way. So like, sex and sex appeal is their weapon, 
they're, yeah. they're more about their mental thing. Um, you know, because you got, you know, the, the, the battle rappers who talk about how their mind is like this and the words that are that. But women rappers, you know, um, after a certain, I want to say maybe like 2005, 10, somewhere around there, that's when they really started like weaponizing their sex appeal. Okay. So how do you feel about Kim and Foxy? Because, I mean, sex appeal was big when they, they were really, to me, Kim and Foxy were the first like legitimate, not, I won't say legitimate. Let me take that back. Lil' Kim, definitely. Um, I think Foxy Brown, her and Lil' Kim kind of were like back and forth more towards each other. Yeah. Kind of like aiming it to like, nigga, I can do this better than you because uh, such, 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 and I do this and I take your man type of shit. Right. Um, but um, they still had like their hardcore side to them. So that. You know, especially with the crews they ran with, you know, they were in, the, in like hardcore crews. So they kind of brought some, I don't, I don't want to say smoothness, but they brought like a woman's touch to the crew. For sure. For sure. You know what I mean? For sure. For sure. And even in talking about female rappers, we can't forget the brat. Because I was going to mm-hmm. say that, I was going to say something about first legitimate, but that, that's false because I already mentioned MC Light, Queen Latifah. We got, can't forget Yo Yo. All of them, they, were, they were out before brat. And Kim. Now, Kim and Brat were the first, I feel like, commercially, commercial, commercially, I don't know why I can't get this word out, but commercial. Commercially. Yeah, commercially. Thank you, TS. Commercially successful um, female acts in the sense of them going platinum, in the sense of all that shit. But then, but then as I thought about it, I was like, wait a minute, stop. Because a few years before them, the Brat dropped Functified, and that album was the first female rap album to go platinum. So I can't even give that to them. But, you know what I mean? Like, so they do hold some... I think female rappers have been looked at um, in a diff, in a couple of different lights, but I think you might have... Some, something might be, you know, I think where you talking about like female rappers realizing that sexuality and, and, and that being the focus, I think you might have some truth to that, Russell, because there was a lot of female rappers pre-Kim and Foxy that weren't sexualized, and then after pre-Kim and Foxy became kind of like a... Well, how sexualized can we make you type? You know what I mean? So... Right, right. And it makes sense because if if you look if if you're a female, you're supposed to be that way. You're supposed to be feminine and you're not supposed to have that hard edge. You can have a little bit of a hard edge, but your main prerogative is to be feminine. And then on the guy side of things, I mean it you're supposed to be this hardcore dude who has a little bit of femininity to him. Which is why uh, I think Drake was originally being made fun of because he had bars, but he was more sensitive than he was hard. And now he didn't switch that around, and now he's more hard than he is sensitive, and he's the uh, sixth god and whatever. <laughs> sixth god. But um, I think that's also um, kind of like a, a sign of the times. Um, around, like I said, around that that time period is when we really started having more of a revolution as far as like gender roles and, and things were, were kind of shifting and, and um, they were becoming more um, broad-minded about what people consider themselves, um, what their um, affiliation was as far as like sexual affiliation, as well as what they considered themselves was really kind of um, becoming this whole awakening period to where um, not only were women being more open about this is how I feel as far as like uh, sexual being and it's not dirty and it's not wrong and you know it's, it shouldn't be hidden type of thing but also that 
I can also be masculine as well as men coming out to be more feminine. Um, so it's not that it wasn't already happening, but it was more televised and more broadcast and more pushed out to the front of things. Right, right, okay. I feel that. Well, let me, speaking speaking of, uh, you know, the, the comparisons, let me get back to um, comparing the males to the females because I have some other ones mm-hmm. in that are pretty good. Angel mm-hmm. ha- Angel Hayes, which is, for me, like the best female. She, Angel Hayes is so good of a rapper that I realized I didn't consider her just one of the best female rappers. I can, she was in my top ten for a while. So Angel Hayes is equal to Joyner Lucas. Okay? And I'm giving this in style, realm, realm and trajectory. Um, I said this for, for the particular vibe. It is both related to how they rap and how they moved around in hip hop, okay? So both mm-hmm. of them rap with a spitfire rapid rapid flow often, with that being one of the things that they are known for, okay? Both of them <laughs> both of them talk heavily about things like depression and mental struggle and anguish, you know what I'm saying? Like both of them really go into mental struggle and anguish really deeply. Both of them also dabble in a melodic rap singing and at times both of them have made songs with a with a full on sing. Also, both were signed to majors, dropped a couple of projects on the majors, and then began an uh, uh, independent journey. Well, both of them, I think, are unsigned to a major label right now. Um, and they're, you know, working on, you know, returning in the manner that is not for necessarily commercial success, but for the art form. So, appreciate them for that. Rhapsody is a female version to me. Of J. Cole and also Fonte from Little Brother. And I'm going to have uh, Russell chime in a little bit there. Because I know that he knows a little bit about Little Brother. A little bit more than me. Um, and I say style and history. Especially when it comes to J. Cole and Rhapsody. I think the history is so interesting. Because J. Cole and Rhapsody both ended up signed to Rock Nation. Both got support from Jay as an artist. Also, all three of these artists are from North Carolina. From Rhapsody to J. Cole to Fonte. And also... All of them tend to talk about the black plight and struggle very deeply in their music. That be that has become a staple as to, as to what they do or what we hear from them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, they are closer to what people would consider, what some would consider conscious or backpack style rap. You know what I mean? Though J. Cole has had a lot of success commercial, commercially. Commercially. Why am I having trouble with that word today? What the fuck is going on? <laughs> um, also, they have been considered to be top to be top tier MCs when it comes to crafting bars. So when you think of a Rhapsody or a Fonte or a J. Cole, you don't ever mistake that they're going to give you some weak shit, right? Like, we're always like, okay, we got to hear this J. Cole verse. Got to hear what Rhapsody put on this Kendrick, you know. Got to hear what Fonte said here when, you know, somebody got a Fonte feed. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's one of those things where you respect their ability and their pin game, and you just know it's going to be something that is not faulty. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, how would you how would you compare Rhapsody to Fonte uh, of Russell if you you know if you have to look at his history and you know and all of them have critically acclaimed albums. All of them have critically acclaimed albums. Albums where we're like, okay, this could potentially be a hip hop classic, including including um uh um Rhapsody. You know what I mean? Mm. 
Um, I would probably pair her more with J. Cole than Fonte. Okay. Um, I was honestly trying to find someone who I would compare to Fonte um, as as um, his female counterpart. Yep. Um, and everyone that I really tried to apply to Fonte would always be closer to like, let's say, most deaf or Talib Kweli for me. Mm. Um, so it was it was kind of difficult to find someone who was who was close to Fonte. Um, Rhapsody, I think, is so. This, this, this is my my thing. I think if you combine Rhapsody with like a Pony B, that would be a Fonte counterpart. Mm. Hmm. How so? Can you can you kind of like go in a little, little bit more? Well, yeah, because I've always liked um, a Pony B's uh, pin game. I think she is just super uh, uh, underrated. I think a lot of people don't really yeah, give her for sure. Um, her props. Uh, sure. It's funny because she's like not on any any list, but when I bring her up, Cats is like, "Yo, like you know what I'm saying? Yeah, such such." Um, and, and Rhapsody has has a great pin game. I'm not not just you know listen yeah. for her, props, her lyrics and everything. Uh, I don't know. I just feel like her style is more catered uh, to J. Cole's style as far as uh, uh, not just haters, but the, the things they talk about. Because yep. uh, Fonte seems to be more, um, he does speak to like the the, the plight of black people, um, but he's mostly like a, a lot more comical, a lot more uh, more towards like movies, anime, and, and, and video games sometimes. Um, so that's why I kind of put him into the mindset of like both Rhapsody and and Apani B, because okay. um, she's kind of on that that, that ethereal um, uh, New Jersey type feel. Okay, okay, all right. That's interesting. I didn't think I didn't you know like I said I don't I don't never listen to a lot of Little Brother. It's one of those things where you hear their name a lot and I hear Fonte's yeah. name a lot and, and and I, you know, hear about what he's given, especially, and I've heard some of his records and then hear how much influence he has on Drake. So, I definitely, you know, can can get it and, and, and see, you know, what's going on, but I haven't listened to enough of his music to really compare him to most, you know, uh, right. anybody, especially female MC. So, okay. And so, Nicki Minaj, <laughs> her male counterpart would be Drake. Speaking of, and here's why though. Here's why. Mm-hmm. So I told you it's a, it's a couple of different things that we're gonna put this on, and I'm putting it on impact, impact, style, and influence. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Nicki Minaj and Drake, we we know both came in the game around the same time. Obviously, are from the same branch of rap, being both being part of Young Money. But both were also the most successful rappers, male and female, of the 2010s in their category. Um, yeah. um, and have influenced this current generation of artists more than any other artist. Okay? Um, there there could be no female MC takeover that, that it has been for the last four to five years without Nicki Minaj. And there's no way that the that the way rap and singing have merged, blurred those lines. Because that happened without there definitely being a Drake or being helped by Drake. Okay, they have all. They also have both full-fledged singing records and pop success. Okay, as well as hold moments in other avenues like movies, clothing, 
different and different branding outside of rap, making them equal level superstars. I mean, you gotta you gotta remember, Drake started on Degrassi. Okay, Nicki Minaj now, um, she's been in movies. She also has a liquor line. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, Drake is has his own record label. Not to has his own record label. So OVO, OVO Sound, and then also um. Has done, you know, acting, was on SNL a couple times. Like, he's not, these aren't just regular level superstars, you know what I mean? Like, these are, they are next level when it comes to what they represent in the game and what they've done for rap type shit, you know what I mean? Right. So, I, I definitely compare her to Drake and Drake to her. I think that that's the most obvious of the current comparisons, you know what I mean? Because of level of success and yeah. influence, yeah, yeah. It, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like when you Google, but don't Google it, um, like who's probably like the most popular or top or whatever rapper and male rapper in the game right now, it would come up as Drake. Female, it would be Nicki. Yeah, I mean, well, technically, right it, now, well, technically, it would be Cardi B. Technically, Cardi B has more. Yeah, okay. I was gonna say right now. Hey, let's just say that I said this like two years ago. Okay, shush. Okay, but wait, <laughs> but wait. You know, as I was writing this, and I was writing this, I think more, Nicki Minaj has more overall record sales and things of that nature. But Cardi B, in terms of like record breaking things, Cardi B's actually broken a few more records than Nicki. Cardi B has five number one records. This is the most by any female rapper in the history of, of rap. You know what I mean? Doing things like that. Um, um, uh, was it? I can't remember. I think it was WAP was the fastest and biggest or quickest selling single in human history. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, shout out to her. <laughs> that that's dope. Um, she also has a diamond single. I don't know if Nicki Minaj has diamond single, but Bodak Yellow is ten times platinum. So, there's that. So. Cardi, but 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 what I'm talking about is you can't have a Cardi B without Nicki Minaj, and that's and Cardi B will tell you she said it, she said it, which is why she didn't really, really want to beef with Nicki Minaj like that. Right. So, um, again, I I think Drake and Nicki Minaj definitely marry each other in terms of you know what they've brought to rap. Um, next comparison, I'm gonna take it back a little bit. Missy Elliott and Busta Rhymes. I'm gonna say this again. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm gonna say. See, look at look, look, y'all hear y'all hear how my podcast degree. Like, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Nick, Missy Elliott, and Busta Rhymes. Nicky Elliott. <laughs> Missy Elliott, Miss Missy Misdemeanor Elliott, and Busta B Rhymes looking ass. Busta Rhymes. Uh, <laughs> Buster Bob Rhymes and shit. Uh, they are. <laughs> Don't let him walk. <laughs> right. <all> the <laughs> Shaba, look at that. They <laughs> are the same in terms of style and sales. So check, check. Nineties reflection of each other. Okay, they are looking in the mirror at each other, and they always have. And people have. This is not a new comparison. This is probably the most accurate male to female comparison in in rap. If you ask me. If you're gonna do one has a vagina, one has a dick, they are the same though. Okay? And basically the king and queen of animated rappers. Okay? Both have had some of the earliest and largest 
music videos and music video budgets in rap. Mm-hmm. I believe, I believe, y'all have to look this up and I'm gonna say quote me on this. I could be wrong, but I'm gonna say quote me on this. I believe Buster Rhymes was the first rapper to have a million dollar video budget. First rapper, to million, million. yeah, yeah, first rapper. I can feel that. I was gonna say, I think Michael, Michael Jackson, Jackson yeah, Michael and Janet Jackson, yeah, blew that shit out the yeah. water. <laughs> the first rapper that they were like, we gonna give a million dollars to this rapper nigga was Busta Rhymes. <laughs> um, and I'm so aggressive, yeah. <laughs> so, shit, man, listen. So you know how the the corporate people be. Right, exactly. Yeah, no, that's what I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> the first yeah, rapper nigga, like that's what it says on the contracts. No. Right, <laughs> listen, right. rapper nigga. R R. Right, right. Uh, but but they have some of the largest, most animated music videos in rap, and it helped to make the director Hype Williams a name that to be had among hip amongst hip hop music video lovers and hip hop. Rappers who wanted to have a particular type of epic video, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just crash. Drop the phone. <laughs> um, their style and delivery was always an elevator shift. <laughs> <laughs> their style and delivery was always, always bouncy and energetic. Okay, if you know about you know about Missy and, and Busta Rhymes. Ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding, ding. This is serious. You feel the bounce. Just this is serious. This is one of those things where uh, the lyrics at the bottom of the screen, you have a yellow face jumping over every like, You know what I'm saying? Like, this <laughs> is serious. We can make you delirious. Or get your freak on, gone. Get your freak on, gone. Get you, get you, get you, get you. They always, they've been doing this for, you know. And also how they, they um, um, their, their music videos were reflective of, of popular um, movies at the time but okay. Dangerous was based on Lethal Weapon and um, there's a couple of Whoa, uh, it was? Yeah, you didn't know that? I he was, um, he was, he was uh, Riggs Wow uh, Weapon, All crazy and shit and then um, uh, Put Your Hands on My Eyes Cause He was based off of uh, Coming, um, to America. Coming to America Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow, yeah. wow I didn't know that That's it. That shit crazy. That shit crazy. Wow. I think Missy's on the same shit though. Yeah. I can't remember a couple of her, her videos were based off movies and, and TV shows and such. Man, that's crazy. That's dope. That's really dope though. Um, so the comparison like really, really fits. That's what you said. I was like, well, yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Their styles have always been bouncy, energetic. And another thing that, that their styles have done, which influenced Missy Elliott at one point was Lil Wayne's favorite rapper. Might still be. Just so y'all, I'm giving y'all that to think about what she what she gave to rap because if you don't think Lil Wayne influenced the last seven to eight years of rap and heavily, from Lil Baby to Young Thug to you know all the all of the shit that we hear going on, you don't think Lil Wayne influenced that? You're a fucking idiot. Give him his credit. But what do you think he got it from? Missy. So they have heavy ad libs and word chops. So Missy with the he 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 ha he 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 ha you know what I'm saying doing that shit. Wayne wanted to do that shit. Manny Fresh will tell Wayne like go. So he, how do you think we get shit like bling bling sounds and shit that are non-existent that come into fruition because of this type of shit? And then you have Buster Rhymes with the whoa, I got you all in the check. You know what I'm saying like just giving you sounds. 
just giving you sounds that are energy and projected, you know? Also, oh, go ahead. Ad-libs have gotten super fucking lazy. <laughs> I, I haven't had, I haven't heard any really good entertaining ad-libs in a while, honestly. And now that you bring it up, I miss, there was like a time period between late 90s and early 2000s where that was just the shit. Onomatopoeia was just in. Man. Salud. Salud, salud. Um, and then, but now it's like, ad-libs are just, I don't know. I don't know. It, they don't seem as energetic as they used to be. You know what's crazy? So, I was thinking about this the other day. You remember like when rappers used to have to write a second verse for the edited version? Yeah. Where yeah. like Eminem would Eminem would write a whole second verse. Like, um, like if you think about my name is, you'd be like, um, um, because I hung my original in 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 what's my what's my name or my name is he says uh um because I hung my original self from the top bunk with the belt got pissed off Rip Pamela Lee's tits off um like, kissed him and said I didn't know silicone, silicone was supposed to be this soft but then he says in the edited oh. version that smacked her so hard or knocked her clothes backwards like crisscross you know what I'm saying like it's like completely different completely different whole different verses like nigga that's a whole two bar that's more creativity than ever, because now you got to say, I said this shit, but let me say some nice shit. You know what I'm saying? Right, like, dude. Right. And it's not even just like nowadays, instead of saying shit, they say ish or something, you know? <laughs> <laughs> right, it'd just be a sound and shit. But that was even cool, though, too, like having, shout out to like Ludacris and the fucking um, Yin Yang Tunes, where you would hear like a dog bark when the mother was cussing, like, I'm about to with the earth, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it'd be like, a, ding, ding, it'd be like a, 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 a fucking bicycle bell, ting, ting, the niggas just yeah it was it was more creative and whatnot i i love that right yeah for sure for sure so shout out to the 90s we didn't even talk about that right there but um two more comparisons i have you know which i had his back queen latifah her comparison to me will smith and i say this because they both started in you know mid to late Hmm. 80s mid to late 80s, um, both were, as a rapper, you know, whether you fuck Will Smith the or not. Fresh Princess of... Right. As a, as a Fresh Prince, whether you fuck Will Smith or not, as a Fresh Prince, he was respected earlier on as a rapper. You know what I mean? Even, he was respected for, I mean, he did Big Willie stuff. Like, he was commercially, he was friendly and shit, he didn't do too much cussing and all that shit, but like, he was respected as a, as a crafter of a creator of hip hop music, you know, mm-hmm. like even even knowing people wrote for him, you know, even back then it was okay to a degree, you know what I'm saying? So, him, Queen Latifah was definitely a spitter. She, Queen Latifah, would, would spit. She was from Jersey, like he spit on, like definitely would rhyme with niggas. You know what I'm saying? Like she would get with niggas. So, so you would um, compare her to Will Smith? But let me. What I'm saying is overall, and I and I say because of impact. And what they did for the culture, and then where they went with it. Unless you, if you have another comparison, please, I would like you to go ahead. And the nigga you don't like. <laughs> the nigga I don't like. What nigga I don't? Which one? You say Wale. Common. Wale. Who? Common. 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 Get the fuck out of here. Why the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Damn, you might damn near be right. That old bald head ass nigga the fuck. <laughs> damn, you might damn he might damn near okay, 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 wait, 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 okay. Okay, wait, damn. But no, nah, no, nah, cause wait, nah, wait, I'm, I'm we no, we gonna stick we gonna stick to Will, cause listen, this is why. Niggas nigga and no, nah, niggas had two important shows in the early nineties, you know what I'm saying? Without we had Fresh Prince, which is a damn near top five TV show of all time. We had Living Single, which without that, we ain't got no friends. For those of y'all don't know, look it up. They stole. Friends is Living Single. They stole that from them. The, and actually, and actually the, the producer and the owner, not the owner, but the producer or whatever from uh, uh, NBC said, I want that show. In fact, one of the original names for Living Single was called Friends. And when they, did, when they made the show, he looked, he was like, yeah, we need to get that over here. And so Friends is the white version of Living Single. If you think it's not... It's also the white version of Seinfeld, which is also white. Wait, what's the right version? Seinfeld is the white version of Seinfeld. What are you talking about? I'm confused. Well, yeah, but <laughs> you're, you're saying that, like, I mean, they they took... Seinfeld ended, and then they, like, they wanted to continue it on with Friends, too. What? Seinfeld yeah. didn't end before Friends? No, I know, but the, they were coming, like, that was their... Second, like they wanted and, to have something right. to carry like on. Like they knew it was gonna happen, so they they started doing friends. Oh, okay, got it, we got it. But oh, yes, so well, that's I, interesting. So, but I want to hear how um, Queen Latifah is more uh, closer to common than she is to Will Smith. Do we though? No, um, I just yeah, they do. <laughs> okay, Russell, it's your turn. All right. I would say <laughs> style content. She's always been that uh, that big sister type of uh, uh, vibe as far as like oh, like man. struggle and everything like that. You and I T Y like you can't you can't separate. I mean, it is what it is. Um, as far as like the the TV show feats and everything, yeah, you got to give it to her as far as like um, on the same level as as Will Smith's show because Little Single was that uh, that show during his run. Um, everybody watched it. Um, went, uh, went back on the pandemic, and it was just really like go go back and watch it if y'all got um, that Hulu or Netflix, or whatever the fuck it's on. Find, go mm-hmm. find it, man. It's good. Yeah, it was a dope show. It was very fleshed out. Um, um, the characters they they um, they brought how the characters grew. Um, like it legit was um, Friends, and the direction that Friends was really trying to go, um, and succeeding in some areas, and 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 and. Was terrible in other words. I mean, friends, not not yeah. a single. Um, and so, yeah, I can see why your comparison is to Will Smith. I just found it funny that you didn't even put Common into the same <laughs> mindset, and <laughs> you didn't even. Because Common has the shy. Oh, Common! Well, yeah. he, he finna be yeah. on the shot. He's finna be on the shot. I don't think he was on. Yeah. He wasn't on before, but he finna be on the shot. But he no, he was. he was. He was. He was. Shows and stuff. He was like on. Um, was he on NCIS or? Yeah. Yeah, and he was. He was good in smoking aces. Oh wait, if we're talking about Common, Common best performances. Y'all gotta look up the movie Love. Yeah. Y'all gotta look at look go 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 to Netflix now. That nigga. Is that the one where he's he's in it with Queen Latifah? Oh yeah, he has one on where he's like a basketball player and she's like nursing yeah. him back to health. Yeah. Ugh, they are similar. Fuck. <laughs> niggas. Thank you, Russell, for imparting knowledge. Russell, Russell, team. All right, I'll do it. Good morning. Okay, he's right. Okay, well, common and <laughs> common and Queen Latifah, you know. Hey, listen. I mean, you can't. They like, both light skin. Fuck. <laughs> 
Head both big as a bitch? Nah, okay. So, let, so I, <laughs> um, <laughs> but no. You got deep voices and shit. Look <laughs> oh, man. Um, no, he's right. He's right. So, Queen Latifah, Common. Um, I mean, I would throw Will Smith, all, all of them in that same bunch because they were just good actors and, and rappers who, well, some of them were good rappers, who became good actors as well. Um, right. And so, you know, you got to give, give shout outs to where, you know, props to where it's due. So Queen Latifah and Common are very, very close in terms of um, being female and male ca- counterpart. Let me ask you this. Yes, um, this week we're, we're kind of doing this. Um, do you think that as you were kind of going over this list that you found that a lot of the female rappers um, can be applied to more than one male rapper or male rappers yeah. oh. uh, because they kind of have that, that skill set that kind of um, overlaps between a couple rappers. I was going to get to that after this last comparison. Thank you, Russell, very much. For, so so my, la- my last comparison, and then we're going to wrap this one up for y'all today. My last comparison is Lil' Kim and Big. And I'm going to tell you why. I, I, this was a hard comparison for me because I was trying to find who, I'm like, who, what male rapper is really, you know, like did or was say, sexualized as a little Kim? Big. Big. Mm, you know who, big. the counterpart of Big? Lizzo. He was talking about, okay. um, you know, <laughs> Big, he talking about sex and shit like that. And, and, and he big, even in their style and delivery, you can tell they both had this like Brooklyn night type of shit about them where they were like, like, Six bitches in the little petite, like like the way she would like drop off rhymes was the same way and big like, um, um, you know, it was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine, so I'm, like the way that they delivered that shit was the same way, and it was probably because Kim was influenced by Big, you know, or he was writing right. some of her early shit, all of that shit, all of that shit. So they had the same like the same like elegance and and, and same like um they wanted to talk about Versace and and different like designer brands and their whole style was on some elegant street shit you know what i'm saying um their influence you know without Lil kim we don't get Nicki minaj there's no fucking way right which influenced all of without Lil kim and the wigs and shit man we the whole generation is it's it's a it's a chain effect you get kim then you get Nicki, then you get the rest of these motherfuckers you know what i'm saying you don't get no doja yeah. cat without kim as the as the godmother, you know what I'm saying? You don't get that shit. You don't get a lot of shit. The original Queen B. Original Queen B. You dig what I'm talking about? We don't get that without mm-hmm. Kim. And even even their impact, even their sales, you know, like like um hardcore is considered a classic album is considered a classic album. Um you have uh Notorious K I M, which was sold like I think it sold like two or three million records. Like that was a big record. That wasn't no no small lad, no little chump change ass shit. You know what I'm saying? So, really, really putting that raunchiness and shit into the forefront, same way that you know Nikki did. So I, you just really, but 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 the same way she influenced, big influence. As much as I don't like, I I, I don't like big as much as everybody else. I, he's not a bad rapper at all. I've never said that. I won't say he's a bad rapper, but I I will say that he's overrated, and I will say that he's a little he's given legendary status a little bit too too easily. Whatever the fact, what she he brought to the game and what he gave to people, she also gave to people over a longer period of time and more albums and all of that shit. But she gave that to people that influence, and so I, I compare those two because of delivery and influence and and just what they did for the game of rap. But overall, as I was doing, as I was finishing this up, you know what I'm saying, for the people, I wanted to say this. You know who else? Little Kim influence. 
She influenced Nicki. We talked about that. But then you know who else Nicki influenced? Lil Nas X. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And I'm not even saying that yeah. to be, I'm not saying that to be funny or anything. Lil Nas X was actually a barb, which is a, if, for those of you who know rap, that was a Nicki Minaj like super fan. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So I say that to say this. You know, we're doing these male, I'm, I'm, today I'm doing these male to female <laughs> comparisons and all of that. But the truth is, at this point, rap has been, it's so well developed that everybody is influencing everybody. The same way I'm saying that a lot of these male rappers are weak and they're doing the singing shit. Like you got, and I don't, I don't mean no disrespect to her or what she's doing in her craft, but what's her name? Coy Leroy? Leroy? Leroy you know, that's Benzino's daughter. Who's like singing and rapping like you know the newer niggas? Her her delivery and shit is reminiscent of you know, and I like Lil Durk, but it's reminiscent of a Lil Durk or some shit like that. You know what I'm saying? So everybody, Sorry, he's like you like Lil Durk. I I do fuck with I, I, current Lil Durk. Okay. I didn't like okay. no, I didn't like Lil Durk in the beginning, and I didn't like him on that Nas CD. But I do like his music. Though. I do like a lot of the shit that he dropped though. Uh, his verse, his verse on that Drake song, that laugh now cry like that shit hard, bro. That shit hard as fuck. So, I just I say all that to say this, man. All of the influences at this point is being passed around amongst the culture, regardless of if you a, a nigga, a bitch, whatever the fuck going on. Regardless of all of that shit, man, we are in this bitch together, and we are passing that shit along. And I just think that um, you're gonna see more of these comparisons, but you gotta understand that everybody, regardless of gender or whatever, can bring something to rap. So, yeah, I mean, you had mentioned that um, Wayne said that Missy was his favorite rapper. Exactly, exactly. So that's that. That's that on that. That's that on what? Mary had a little head ass. So, but now it's time for reciprocity. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> all, right. all right, all right, all right. So no shout out today. Um, I honestly Damn. couldn't really think of much this last week uh, with Shot moving girl. and getting used to the new area, building furniture, all the setting up and organizing. Uh, really gave me time to like listen to a few things and think about quite a bit. Um, shout out so to Depression. I, <laughs> I'm not depressed, but that was an interesting. I am home. I initially wanted to talk about like communication or boundaries or something along the lines of really paying attention to the people you have in your circle or that are trying to become a part of your circle and being careful to take people at face value for who they show you are the first time. Um, and that probably will be a discussion at a later date, but I have to be. Honest, um, there's been a lot of news surfacing and resurfacing regarding racial tension and these continued violent interactions, primarily but not exclusively between police and minorities. And it has really made me upset, angry, fed up, um, anxious, really concerned about the direction things are going in. Um, when the, the Derek, what's the name, Chauvin? I, I, I want to make sure I'm pronouncing that correctly. Uh, when the verdict came out, um, I was immediately relieved due to the anxiety of what 
um, the decision could have been, especially if it went in the other direction, and what it could have done for and to this country. Uh, we seem to be constantly standing at the edge on the very cusp of an internal war, not just the tribe of race against race. Um, and for the moment, I was really relieved that, quote unquote, justice was served. Um, but then I thought about it, and I really started to feel like sick as hell, like sick to my stomach, just full of disgust with the fact that I was happy that a verdict that should have been a no-brainer just happened right. to come to fruition. Um, it said that you, there's doubts. Right. And and, and people are, are really, um, <laughs> they're really coming forward and being vocal about, well, you know, I don't know about that. And I'm not sure. And uh, when the evidence is really presented in a flawless manner. manner right. um, and, it, and it's, it's crazy because it's almost been uh, a year, like literally almost, we're almost a month shy of yep. the death of George Floyd, which uh, was May 25th of last year. Um, and here we are, not even a sentence yet, but just a verdict. Um, and people are celebrating like, you know, oh, this is a great step when it's something that should be the normal due process. Um, and there's still a possibility that the sentence won't match the crime. Right, exactly, um, exactly. This reminds me of what you said about like uh, pulling a nail or a knife like three inches out of your back kind of thing, even though it's still six inches in your back. Mm-hmm. Why? Because right. a fish can't climb a tree. <laughs> but he can't oh. smoke crack looking at Okay. <laughs> RPD. No, what is it, Russell? It's something like you put a, a knife nine inches in my back and then you pull it out three inches, it's like it's not healed or something like that. Still six inches in you. You're still, you're still sucking from the knife on Um, It's kind of the analogy that Patrice O'Neill gave. 13 where, inches? Uh, he uh, <laughs> was like, you know, gas used to be a dollar. And then they raised it up to six in some areas and then dropped it back down to four so that people were like, um, this, they did the same thing with sneakers, where um, 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 forces, uh, forces, Air Force Ones used to be already like $40 at once, and then they bumped them up to 80 yeah. and then they dropped them back down to 65 and then everybody was like, whew, thank God, they dropped them back down. But they, they used to be $40, so you still get fucked for $25, you know what I mean? <laughs> Fucking Nelly. <laughs> So I'm like, it, it's 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 the training that this country seems to continue to do, to where something is at an even keel or something is is at a, a place of rest, and then they fuck you hard, um, and then they decrease the speed of the fucking, but they still fucking you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, yeah. It it hasn't decreased as far as what their aim and what their desire was to do. But because they went to the extreme first and then brought it back to a slightly less extreme, everybody breathes a sigh of relief, like, ooh, this is better, because the other part was the most difficult, but not realizing that, yo, we had it much better here, and there was really no reason for it to change. In this particular instance, I don't think we had it much better anywhere. I think it's... (laughs) No, I was just talking to that that analogy. I wasn't necessarily oh, saying okay. that's what happened here. Um, what okay. I'm saying is that, um, we're, but in in the same in the same token, because things are at a terrible um, 
terrible point right now. The fact that we have a little bit of light is, you know, everybody's like, cool. You know, we, we finally, da 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 and we're celebrating this thing so hard as it is a means for celebration because we, we did receive a victory, but there still is so much work left to be done. There's still so much that needs to be accomplished. There's still so much that should be normal at this point, but we, I, I don't even see if we're going to get there because it seems like things are going to get much worse before it gets better. It's sad that it's like we, we had all that, like when he got like found guilty or whatever, you know, and or sentenced guilty, and then you know, yay or justice, and then like the next day it was a black teenage girl killed by police. Like what? Right, <laughs> right, right. Um, do you guys remember the the soldier, the second lieutenant that was pulled over by this young cop? And, yeah. Um, yeah. They were that one. That happened in December. The guy that. Um, did the, the, the pepper spray them and, and forced them on the ground was just fired earlier this week. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> that's just fucking crazy. Uh, you know the most fucking thing about that situation? The hey, police... He was an armed service person and he no, still got treated like that? Not just that. The police chief said in a press conference that their ability to know the people in their community, uh, this happened in Windsor, Virginia, uh, I believe, yeah. Um, he, he said that their ability to know people in their small community and to communicate effectively was destroyed due to social media sharing that um, oh police God. footage. So not only do you not give a fuck about the dude who was pulled over and treated like a second-class citizen, basically, um, and it was a bullshit reason why they pulled him over in the first place, but now you're upset that the community came against the officer instead of reprimanding the officer for his inhumane treatment of someone he was supposed to be pulling over to check on, not to um, have their guns drawn and force them out of his vehicle, uh, pepper spraying them. Um, this, the shit he was saying to do was, was, was like so out of line that it was, it was really pissing me off because he was like, um, dog said, uh, get ready to ride the, uh, the lightning or some shit like that. Which is yeah. like euphemism for uh, really? the electric, electric chair. chair. Yeah. Oh, sorry. dude, are you still a soldier? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. He said that to him. The cops said. Yeah. That? Yeah, the cops said I it to him. I did not know. That sounds like some like Whoa. CW show bad guy. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh my god. And dog was like, you know, the the, the guy who was, who was who he had his hands up the entire time was trying to be cooperative and be like, you know, what did, what did you pull me over for? Uh, am I being detained? You know, yeah, asking all the questions that he's supposed to right. in this situation that they were not giving him answers to. And he was like, you know, I'm scared to get out of the car. But they were like, put your hands up. Now get out of the car. And he still had the seatbelt on. He was like, I can't do that because my seatbelt is on. I can't get out of the car unless I can put my hands up. Put your hands out. And, you know, so they were yelling all these commands to him to, to make him unable to move. And so he was like, you know, I'm, I'm just scared to get out of the car right now. And the police officer said, oh, you're scared? You should be. And, and like yeah. this, this type of shit, like that's, that's, that's the type of stuff that, that was really... Yeah. Yeah. You can't be serious. You can't be serious right now. Um, the person that you're doing this to and what your job is as a supposed police officer are not lining up with, with your motives and what you're saying to this person. <laughs> and then there was like with recently too the uh 
the black guy that was just walking the lawn, and then that was he a sergeant? Like, <laughs> yeah, the drill sergeant. Army. Yeah, that was just like yelling at him and stuff. Like I could, it was really hard for me to watch that video. I'm surprised I finished it, and then I had to like swipe up to the top of Twitter feed so I don't. Next time I open Twitter, I didn't see that again. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And then the, the most recent, or not the most recent, but um, the accidental murder by what's her name, Kim Potter. Accidental. Yeah, where she couldn't tell the difference between her taser and her gun. Her oh, yellow yeah. taser and her black gun. Yeah. Some bullshit. Like I, I mean, the, the, the comparison in way. And that justice oh. system thing was just bullshit too. I thought it was going in a good direction, where it was like, okay, she got arrested. Okay, there's no bail set for her. Okay, she's released on bail. Like what? Right. Wow. And then, you know, they did, um, uh, uh, I believe the verdict for her was, was like second degree manslaughter or something like that. Um, and I think they were even aiming for a more lenient um, 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 verdict because um, <laughs> because it was an accidental. And, and I still can't get around Dude, how that's accidental. Then, you do this right. on a regular basis. You're trained in this so thoroughly um, to know the difference between um, and then um, they show the, the full footage of this man brandishing um, some kitchen knives against these officers, and they they um, yeah. do it without like hurting him. Um, they don't shoot him. They don't kill. Him, you know what I'm saying? And they 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 took the, the southern cat to <laughs> a fast food restaurant before they like. It's just a Are lot of shit all at the same time. That what you're saying me about that though is that. Um... Shoot, what was I gonna say? First of all, the accidental part, like there's no way that can be an accident. Not only is like regardless of her being trained, like if she's supposed to be, you know, but like there's no like it's common sense like to know the different I mean, even trained stuff, they even said like, you know, your tasers on your left side and your guns on your right side, they're different colors. But the thing is they changed the the rules or the law like a few years ago, maybe more. And it's not called a car accident anymore. It's called a car collision, I think. And even if it's an accident and you kill somebody in a car collision, you're still charged with manslaughter no matter what. But right. then she can, quote unquote, accidentally kill somebody. And, oh, it's an accident. So we'll leave. Like, right. No. Right. It's, it's very, a very good play of semantics to right. lessen the crime for those in, quote unquote, authority um, when they, they should be charged with the same. Uh, crime, because it is a crime. Um, one of the things that that um, um, I, I think I just lost my train of thought regarding that. Oh, the the, the word used um, to describe um, both the um, the murder of uh, uh, George Floyd, um, the the murder of the uh, of, of the the uh, the, uh, the the person that uh, Potter shot. Um, the, the, uh, Today, Junior. <laughs> the um, the harassment and uh, assault of the soldier um, at that gas station, they're not referring to them as events uh, to kind of lessen um, the effect that murder or assault or harassment has on the crime. Um, and they're using these um, so that when they go to trial, that it makes it seem less severe than what it was, so yeah. it's, it's 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 a lot of bullshit that they're like really trying to um, 
to feed people. And, and the fact that this stuff keeps, keeps happening over and over um, in so many different places. Like, T.S., I'm legit fearful for you living where you are um, due to the fact that I know in, in, in that state they try french fries on the lap of a mentally healthy person and not about an eye. Like, it's, it's like, ridiculous. Um, yeah, in Texas, um, they're working on passing a bill that no one in Texas needs a license anymore to purchase or carry a gun around. Yeah. And so that might work, may not work. On one hand, you got people saying, well, that's awesome because now that should deter people from robbing, stealing, killing, and so on and so forth because you don't know who's holding now. You definitely don't know who's holding now. On the other hand, the fear mm-hmm. is that now cops have another reason to randomly kill black people because they don't know if they're holding or not. They can say... And you're just going like to let the, any random person, especially a Texan, just carry a gun for no reason? Especially you know? a Texan? <laughs> right. Like, what's uh, next? Florida people with, running around with knives and meth for no reason? <laughs> so, just like that sergeant was scared to unbuckle his own seatbelt because he was getting yelled at and so on and so forth, he's a person... He's a person of the cloth. He has served the country, but he's still getting treated like that. He was scared, didn't want to touch a seatbelt because if he reaches down, maybe he has a gun and, oh, he might have a gun. And then they shoot him. He didn't want to do anything. Well, now people in Texas can have that same fear no matter what. You get pulled over and then the cop can say, oh, well, I thought he was reaching for a gun. You told him to unbuckle his seatbelt. How? What? Well, we, we didn't know. It's like know. jump really high in the air, but keep both your feet on the ground at the same time. Right. Exactly. Yep. It's exactly like that. Uh, yeah, yeah, I Texas saw a meme re- re- related to that, too. That was perfect, too, where it was like that guy sweating on which button to press, and it said, um, uh, blue lives matter, or I support the troops kind of thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So just to wrap this up, because I don't want to, to continue to be on a, <laughs> a tirade. Um, <laughs> I love the garbage. The, the thing that, that, that frustrates me, not the, the most about this, but one of the things that frustrates me about this is that, you know, I understand why everything goes through due process as it continues to provide the illusion that the system is in working order and does what it's supposed to do, which is another whole long-ass conspiracy field conversation. But... The process to conclude these murders, as that's what it is, um, or harassment or assault or the proper terms for these these, um, these continued quote-unquote events, uh, is so drawn out that it makes everyone involved or affected restless, anxious, and it builds up so much tension. The fact that this keeps happening really points to the conclusion that there's a rotten core somewhere that is perpetuating and pushing a hateful agenda towards a certain group. The training is flawed. The selection process is not comprehensive enough that the psychopaths, sociopaths, and overall terrible human beings are falling through the cracks, but not necessarily just falling through the cracks. And sometimes it just feels like they're walking right through the fucking front door um, to be awarded these positions, putting them in a, in a, in a, a position of terror and not authority. There needs to be a reform. Of course, there, there needs to be a reform. But honestly, I feel like there will be more violence before it happens as it needs to. Um, yes. And that's my, my biggest fear. Um, so 
to everyone who's listening to those, to anyone we, we touch on on, on them on a regular basis as far as our words um, and our hearts, um, please be safe. Please take the safer route for whatever um, you find yourself into. Um, it, it, and it's sad because you can't even say to 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 listen and and and, and um, conform to what is being told you to do because that doesn't always necessarily have the best outcome either. Um, so just just try to be safe. Um, know that someone cares about you. Someone loves you. Um, and that the the most important thing is to return home. For sure, for sure. Amen to that. For sure. Oh, okay. Well, oh, um, and so, on that note, it was heavy. But now it's time for, if this wasn't already a fucked up story of the week. And speaking about, um, I guess, returning home, you guys should be the first to know that Next week is going to be the last time that I do this pod, unless I'm a guest. Interesting. Fucked up story of the week. It's not yeah, fucked up. Nice. You know, you know, it's not fucked up because we actually talked about this three weeks ago, which is why we were supposed to have the meeting about a week ago. So yeah. this. But, but why next week? I wanted to at least be here for the 100. But your baby's not here yet. Yeah, I know. It's in uh, the last That's couple a real weeks. real guy. <laughs> in the last couple of weeks of being off of the pod, anytime that you enjoyed any it, Saturday, any Saturday that I have had off of the pod before when we first started was just for fishing and you know taking time out like that. But now it's gotten to the point where whenever I have time off of the pod, that's time that I spend with my wife when we can we can go on walks and. We can breakfast and any, anything that we want to do. The Saturday morning is just open. It just um, working throughout the week, Monday through Friday, leaves me a couple hours at, in the evening time to do stuff with her. And then on the weekends, I have the whole day pretty much, if I wanted, to do stuff with her or other family, so on and so forth. And the pod is dope, but without the pod, I have a couple extra hours to plan and do other things. And it's that's just the route that I want to go, even before the baby gets here. Yeah. And especially before the baby gets here, I want to make sure that I put as much time and investment into uh, my wife and what we have right now, because once the kid is here, he's here. There's no break or getting away <laughs> from him, really. You know, I want to make sure to enjoy as much time as I possibly can. You went here to postmortem abortion? I'm just kidding. Oh, Whoa. damn. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, speaking of returning That's home. That's when you give him like six years. No. no. There was some comedian that said, I think Whoa. it was Daniel Tosh. Oh, man. This well, is, as this long is... as he doesn't start rapping right away and McCoy becomes a fan of him and starts listening to him nonstop, I'm pretty sure he's going to be safe. <laughs> Here we go. Wow. He's trying to be a good husband. That's hella gay. No. Wow. No, no, no. This is, and it's crazy. I don't know if we're going to keep all of this in the pod, but we definitely, so, what was it, two weeks ago when we had a pod? Can we talk about this part after? Yeah, okay, you got it. Right. To right. fill them in. Yeah, cool. <laughs> okay, yeah, I don't know what you guys discussed on the pod a couple weeks ago. Because uh, you weren't yeah. here. No, look at that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But I wanted to make sure to announce it, he's not probably, just to you guys. But... He's probably buying his wife roses and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Having sex. Lame. Look at that. 
Sex. <laughs> Fucking in love, husband and shit. Right, exactly. <laughs> Bitch ass, good ass yeah, man. Look at that. Fuck me for listening to prosody and paying attention. <laughs> I'm proud and disgusted. Progusted. Progusted. That's not really a fucked up story, but I mean, you know, I, I get it. It's the fun fact. Looking at his here's a real fucked up story. On uh, March 19th, 2021. Chinese authorities seized over 7,200 uh, human organs, including penises, from African traders. Holy so yeah, crap. like Whoa. traders like uh, Benedict Arnold or traders like in Joe Trader Joe. <laughs> traders, as in illegal operating in black market type deals. Trading. Yeah. Got it. Dude, that Dude, is what fucked the up. Fuck? Is this what it feels like to be on the other end of... <laughs> yeah, yeah, now you know, bitch. Like, What's funny is... I was listening to uh, Godfrey's podcast, which was talking about, like, you know, the George Floyd um, verdict, um, Kim Potter, the, the soldier, um, and a few other different uh, things. And then they broke out and they just brought up this story out of nowhere. And I'm like, what the fuck? Because <laughs> <laughs> the tagline says 7,200 human penises. But then it goes into like, so like that. I was like, what the fuck? Where did this come from? I'm like, oh yeah, this is a good fucked up story of the week. That oh, okay. Well, great fucked up story. So now well, you know what Jay's well, like. Russell, that is sick. Oh my God. Hey, T.S. Well, Russell, um, we can say that you get T.S.'s job when he's gone. Um, <laughs> because that definitely... Uh, wow, I thought I filled in some good credentials lately, but where? Okay. I definitely got no. uh, <laughs> to Cody, are you going to talk about 72 missing dicks? What the fuck are you going to... I don't know how I got... I, I can make up some 72 missing so dicks, yeah. Is it fucked up that there are 7,200 missing dicks, or is it more fucked up that they're called traitors? So they have... Well, I have a couple of ears. How, how many how many dicks can I get for a couple of ears? Two Pokemon cards. Look at Who's that, that Pokemon? Right. It's right. 72 exactly. dicks. And since, you know, Chinese authorities uh, seized them, now are they going to be doing, like, Transplants, or they just be serving these and shit. Like, oh, come, come, come! I got, I dick for you. Right. <laughs> I have dick for you, boss. You have a shiny, legendary, uncircumcised. <laughs> right, dude. Like, what the fuck? Oh man, that's awesome. Thank you for that story. Some awesome. pieces. <laughs> uh, and I do here's have another my news. I'm out of here now. No, <laughs> I do have another fun fact. Uh, this is for the people because you guys are starting to get warm weather up there, right? So time to it jump in the pool. Last week. <laughs> Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 warm weather. Yes, we are. Well, this past, what yeah. would you like to tell us, T.S.? <laughs> okay, so for the people that are getting into the warm weather and stuff, you guys are going to be jumping in the pools, hopefully, and things like this. You know those times when you come out of the pool and your eyes are red and you blame oh, it on the chlorine? No, I know with this one already. Nope, nope. Not it, yes. because of the chlorine. It's mm. a result of chemicals mixing Poo. with urine. Dookie. <laughs> what the... That's why your eyes are coming out red. Cody, because next week is also your last week. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Speaking of that, wait, 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 wait. You talk about chemicals. Speaking of this is Cody wait, Spicer. wait. Did you guys know that you can't dye your, you should never dye your hair and pee in the shower at the same time? Because your urine. Because you'll get electrocuted. When they mix with the, well, no, you'll get mustard gas. So your, the chemicals, what? the chemicals in your urine mixed with the chemicals in hair dye makes mustard gas. Yes, Whoa. you cannot. You cannot die. You listen to me. You cannot dye your hair Should and pee not. in the shower at the same time because as soon as Should they touch, not. fucking 
Ash I don't believe you. I'm going to try it out. No, I'm just kidding. It's yellow yeah. mustard. You're going from dying your hair to dying, dying your death. Like, like dying your death. <laughs> dying your person. Right. You're your dying person. your character. I'm right. hitting myself. Dying we your gotta, soul. We got to call, <laughs> char- call this episode create a character and shit. <laughs> Create a character. <laughs> I decreased all my stats. All right, exactly. 10 HP, look at that. 10 H- no, 10 HP for the penises, looking at. Oh, okay. Oh, no, I'm not naming it that. Hilton Hall. This has been episode right. 99, look at that. Oh, not politically. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Yes, aka No fun fact. That was the fun. Yeah, oh. the shaggy one. Oh, yeah. Yo, say that one, because I have to find it again. Say it? Okay. We have um, a really good fun fact me, that I don't let know. Let me find it. <laughs> um, this is my episode 99. <laughs> okay. Did any, So, Shaggy from Scooby-Doo's real name is Norville Rogers. <laughs> and T.S. had a conspiracy got- theory that Shaggy, the artist, um, got oh. his name from Shaggy from Scooby-Doo because... Shaggy, the artist's name is Orville Richard Burrell. Burrell? Yeah, something like that. (laughs) Yes. Shaggy, the character from Scooby-Doo, got his nickname Shaggy because of his shaggy hair and baggy clothes. That's the name Shaggy. And then the conspiracy that we came up with is Shaggy, the artist, is inspired by Shaggy, the character, because Orville and Norville... Super close. Can I ask you this, T.S.? Orville Redenbacher. Why the fuck do you know the artist Shaggy real name? Oh, well, <laughs> I looked it up on um, online sports database. Full circle. That's funny. I was literally thinking that. You said, oh, that's great. So <laughs> and he's leaving. What a dick. <laughs> Episode 99 of Not Politically Correct. It's the homie TS, a.k.a. C-Nova. You know, I gotcha, and you can find me on Twitter at C-Nova-K-P-Z. McCoy? It's your boy McCoy, a.k.a. Mr. Wendy Do, a.k.a. Young Splash God. You can find me on Twitter at McCoy-K-P-Z. Cody? Hi, I'm Cody. Russell. Barman. Teddy Russ. Blue Fingers. City Universal. Oh, yeah. Predator. And on that note, <laughs> you know how I do. Gang! <laughs>